What is going on, everybody? WQAQ Left Bench. My name is Dante Esposito, along with Evan Deck. What's and going on, Dante? How are you doing today? Great. Uh, building stages. Oh, what, a, yeah, what a blast. Can't wait for Rebecca Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Who? <laughs> Ten years past prime. We got a lot of stuff to get into today. It's Friday, and my favorite day of the week. Rebecca oh. Black's favorite day of the week. Friday, Friday. Uh, okay, can't, I am so happy to be back. My highlight of my week. I look forward to this every week. Uh, I mean, it's the only thing I look forward to. But here we are, Friday, 4 o'clock. N- never a better time for some left bench. Never. Let's kick it with Deshaun Watson. What's going to happen here? I think he might go to the Dolphins, and I think that's a really good pickup for the Dolphins. He's a really good fit. I always thought he would be a great fit in Miami. I think they should have been pursuing him. If Maybe they were pursuing him for a while, but they should have definitely been trying to get him there for a while. It's, I think, a definitely key piece that they need because Tua is not the answer. Yeah, and there's rumors about a three-team trade with Tua going to Washington. Interesting. I mean... I mean why not? They're like they were projected to be so good this year. Their defense was projected to be good. You know why not throw something to shake it up? Because Heineke's not going to be the answer for them. I don't think. I agree. And talk about their defense. Their defense just yeah. Maybe it'll be a shakeup. Maybe it'll be a shakeup for the day. But this year, I mean, their defense was a top five defense coming into this year. Yeah. And right now, I mean, what what happened to them? Yeah, they got their uh, system figured out. They just aren't as explosive and good anymore. Chase Young, I mean, he's still a great player, don't get me wrong, but I, he's not playing nearly as well as he was last year. I agree. And I actually uh, have some uh, friends going to the Green Bay-Washington uh, game this week. Shout out to Matt and Larson. What's going to happen with the Texans? I mean, it's a dumpster fire as it is, so first someone needs to put it out. And I think Deshaun Watson leave, like getting traded will be putting that out because they definitely get some picks coming back their way, and hopefully they draft well and get good players in that draft. And then maybe depending on what players go to the Texans, that could uh, help their organization out a bit. But they definitely need a big rework going on down there. I'm hearing that they're going to get a couple late round picks for Deshaun. Nothing with substance. Yikes. That's not ideal. But at the same time, it makes sense because... You don't have leverage here. Yeah, he hasn't played... How long? When was his last football game? A long time ago. And I mean, look, with Deshaun, the Texans... Yeah, okay, maybe they'll win a couple games here and there. It's not going to make a big difference if Deshaun was on the team. Yeah, it's not like him stepping in there. It's like Connor McDavid stepping on the ice for the Oilers. Exactly. So I think the Texans are better off tanking this year, getting a good pick. Um, I don't even think they're tanking. They're just bad. They're definitely not doing it on purpose. Like They're trying to play football, and they just can't put up points. Deshaun wants no part of that organization. (laughs) I don't don't want to be a part of the Texans either. Um, Back to Washington's defense. (laughs) They're currently ranked 31st in the NFL. Wow! I wonder what team's below them. At thirty-two, do you do, do you know? Are, is it on? The, are you? Is it right there? Ah, I think I know what team it might be. I have a hunch. It's okay. Talk about bad defenses. Let's let's go to a good defense in the Broncos. Last night, they were facing the injury-riddled uh, Browns, and uh, that was uh, definitely a debatable game, a toss-up. The Browns ended up. Winning, but I mean, pretty 50-50 split with Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt out. What what do you think about that? Uh, they were definitely very injured, but when you're playing the Broncos team, that isn't the best team right now, especially because even though Locke wasn't playing, they're still not a good team. They still don't have a top quarterback. Their defense is decent, but the Browns just got a good system. They still The players that are healthy are still good players, 
and they just uh, really forced their way through that win. And um, really, he's going to shake up that division with the Bengals and Ravens right now because, as we'll talk about it later in the podcast, the Bengals probably aren't winning against the Ravens. So that'll make the division a lot closer. And the, who knows what could happen in this? Uh, no, Steelers have a bye. Never mind. So they, they will stay where they are. I mean, Denver started off 3 0. But they played brutal teams Jets, yeah. Giants, and Falcons. And now they're 3 and 4. And I don't think they're going to get a win for a while. Yeah. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but they're just not a type of team that's going to be getting those wins consistently unless they're playing teams worse than them, negative teams, is as te- the Jets. Is Teddy Bridgewater the answer there? He's not the answer anywhere. He's a good filler quarterback, and that's his role, and he, I think he accepted that. Uh, but you're not like saying, oh, let's go, Teddy Bridgewater is going to bring us to the Super Bowl. You're not, no one's saying that unless you're delusional. In, in last night's game, there's two guys that you really got to give credit to, um, both on the Browns, Darius Johnson. Touchdown, 146 rush yards. Dog. And then how about Case Keenum? You know, really just needed to put in the work. They just threw him in there. You know, he's got nothing to lose. Needed a win. This tough division this year. And he did what it was needed to get the win. 21 of 33. 199 yards. Touchdown. And the thing is, he didn't need to be perfect. No. He just needed to play better than Bridgewater. And that's not that difficult he, of a task. Quarterbacks need to put wins up. And that's what he did. Yeah. And who, uh, Baker, when he comes back, he'll have a... If like when he comes back, Case Keenum can maybe still put them in playoff contention, but then Baker comes back, they're gonna have to just keep firing on all cylinders. I mean, the running back tandem in Cleveland. If you if Darius Johnson is for real, you have three top quality running backs. That's a big if though. He had a very good game. He showed a lot of promise. Yes, very. But yeah. you know, that's still it a lot is of running. One game. That also might be a problem though, where it's like, who do you give the ball to? Amazing. Because right now. They are splitting 50-50, and that's working for them. But I don't think Chubb can get lower than 50% of the snaps. Maybe he, you split it like fi- – give Chubb 50 and then Hunt and Jernish like 25 each. My, my – uh, is, a, is a long shot. Trade deadline is approaching. I think Kareem Hunt goes. Maybe. You keep Dernis then Chubb. I feel like the trade deadline, though, in the NFL is not nearly as no, impactful. No, if you have three top-tier – not top-tier, but three quality running backs – Kareem Hunt, I think, is the first one that you could get value for. You want to keep Chubb. You do want to keep Chubb. That would be a mistake if you get rid of Chubb. That would definitely be a possibility in trading a running back. Um, So let's move on to our predictions here. First game we got going on, like you mentioned, Bengals-Ravens. What do you got? Well, first of all, I think this is going to be the game of the week. But... It's going to have to be, the Bengals are going to have to be firing on all cylinders. And when I mean on all cylinders, I mean Joe Burrow needs to go back to LSU form. We're going to need, everyone's playing lights out. And on top of that, the Ravens need to take a little step down. Lamar Jackson can't have that MVP caliber he's been playing at. But sadly, I got to go against my Bengals here. I want to beat Dante in the fantasy points for this little thing we got going on here. I got Ravens 31, Bengals 20. But I could definitely see a world where the Bengals take this win. Uh, Lamar Jackson is 5-0 and in his career against the Bengals. I'm pretty sure the Bengals don't even have five wins in Lamar Jackson's career. <laughs> they are playing in Baltimore. Therefore, hostile environment for Daddy Burrow. I'm going to take the Ravens 28-23, but I do think the Bengals will come out firing. It's going to be a very good game. Or it's going to be the exact opposite. It's just going to be a blowout. And I, that, they're both very possible like possibilities. The Bengals are very... Sketchy team, yeah. Especially this year because they haven't had the hardest opponents. Yeah. And this is, this is definitely the hardest opponent they've played all year. They'll play them again later in the year. So we'll see what happens. Our next game we got going on, Panthers-Giants. Now the Giants Snooze. have scored 
31 or more points in each of their last two games against the Panthers, and they've lost both of those games. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think they're putting up anywhere near that amount of points. They're still very injured. They weren't good to begin with when they were healthy, so now that there's even more injuries, it just doesn't look promising for them. I think Clayton's coming back. Yep. Not going to make that much of a difference. Just like Daniel Jones. <laughs> who? <laughs> no, I know who Daniel Jones is, but I got Panthers 26, and I got the Giants putting up a 9. A measly 9 points. McCaffrey still out. Darnold, I think, is coming back to earth. Panthers will put up 17. Giants 13. I mean, it'll be a... It's going to be a defensive game yeah. for the Panthers, I believe. I think the Panthers' defense might put up more points than the Giants' offense. It'll be somewhat competitive, <laughs> but it's only competitive because both teams are not exactly good. Yeah, it's competitively trash. Yeah. It's like if two dumpsters were racing down a hill, which one's going to get to the bottom of the hill first? All right. <laughs> Here we go. I'm talking about dumpsters. The New York Jets are in New England against the Patriots. Got the Patriots winning this one. I don't really see a world where they lose. Mac Jones has been pretty good recently. The team's been looking really good. They've played some really good teams and had really close games. I got Patriots 27, Jets 13. Pats have beaten the Jets the past 11 meetings. And all those meetings, I'm sure Tom Brady reveled and had fun in those games. Look, Wilson did not... Wilson had the worst game you could possibly imagine against the Pats last time out um, at the Meadowlands. Wilson will do a little bit better this week. I don't think the Jets will win. I got the Pats beating the Jets 26-17. But the Jets' run defense, I'm sorry, the Jets' defense is sixth in the NFL. Not bad. You're looking at the record, you wouldn't think that. No, I mean the Jets' offense is dead last. 30 seconds. (laughs) Um... Michael Carter is starting to come into form. Yes, the Jets' rush game isn't isn't good, but Michael Carter is starting to come into form. And the Patriots got a good line. Patriots' line is good. The Patriots' defense is 17th in the league. Not not bad. Um, I, that's, that's the only reason why I think the Jets are going to put up points. I think Wilson will have one passing touchdown. Um, like I said, 17 points for the Jets. Our boy Jack just walked by. <laughs> Jack Maine. Um, I, yeah, the Pats will put up 26. Another loss for the Jets, 1-5 on the season. 1-6 next week, too. <laughs> Here's my game of the week, Chiefs-Titans. I can't see this being game of the week. The offensive game of the week, but then you get to look at the defensive side of the ball, and it's just... Touchdown after touchdown getting let up. Chiefs have no defense. Titans defense isn't the best. But I got the Titans winning 34-31. to I think Derrick Henry is going to run through the Chiefs. They might throw the ball a couple times, but, you know, why, why throw the ball when you have Derrick Henry? I'm, Derrick Henry has more rushing yards than 26 NFL teams. I guarantee you the Jets are one of those teams. Yeah. And the Giants. 783 rushing yards. King Henry. Maybe it's time to say Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. I mean, pure, right now he is. runner, yes. Right now. Yes. And, I mean, like, he's got speed. Like, people don't realize this guy's got speed. He's, like, 73-yard touchdown last game against the Bills. The Bills have a great defense, too. He was flying. Once he got out of the pocket and was just, like, running th- down the field, no one's catching him. And Derrick Henry isn't a twig. He's a big man. Oh, he's a girthy man. Um, I have the Chiefs winning this game. It'll be a high-flying 33-30. to 30. Offensive powers, no defense. Give me 33-30 Chiefs. Why not just have the offenses play against each other? Don't even that's, put the defenses on the field. That's what it's going to be. 
All right, the game that we already mentioned before, Washington football team at Packers. Hopefully it's not too cold for my two friends going to that game, but I got the Packers winning this one. I don't think it's going to really be a challenge for them. I think it's going to be 36-23. to 23. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. I got 37-20. Washington has allowed 31 points per game, most in the NFL. I mean, just... Such a good defense last year. It just yeah. fell off. Off that's, a cliff. That's tough. I that's, mean, who cares? It's the Redskins. I oh. Football team. Whoops. <laughs> uh, next up, we got maybe Deshaun Watson's Dolphins and the Falcons. You know, I love saying it. One of the games that you're only watching if you're a fan of the two teams. Yeah. I got the Falcons winning 23-17. to 17. I think Matt Ryan is just going to be the reason they win. They got better offense than the Dolphins do. And that's just what's going to... Because the Dolphins don't have... Dolphins are another team that had a great defense last year. And they just fell off a cliff. Both of these defenses are bottom five in scoring. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this game. 2017. I think it's a toss-up, honestly. Oh, yeah, 100%. I just, I just can't see the toss-up ending in the Dolphins' favor with... Because Matt Ryan, I'm not saying he's a good quarterback, but he's good enough to beat the Dolphins. Yeah. And he, I feel like Tua isn't good enough to beat anyone. Well, that's why they're trying to get Deshaun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they get him before that and Deshaun plays, then oh, my prediction would switch, but I don't think he would be able to even play if he got over there. I agree. Um, this game, well, The blowout man. of the week. <laughs> Rams-Lions, Matthew Stafford's revenge game against the Lions. He's going to put all those 10 years of pain and suffering into one football game, and he's going to destroy the Lions. This game is not going to be fair. It's going to be a blowout, 41-10. Poor Lions. They're just trash. Look, I'm going to say my score prediction before I say this point, because if I said it the other way around, the amount of hate I would get. I have the Rams winning 37-6. to However... This is Jared Goff's time to show... Yeah, Jared Goff. No, but they traded Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. This is Jared Goff's time to show that they shouldn't have done that. Okay, yeah, it's his time. But who's helping him? Who's helping him? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's going to Jared Goff would have to throw it and catch it to himself, play every position at defense. There's just no help that any way... There's just no way. Sounds like stage building. If, if, yeah, there's no help with stage building either to those girls just stand on their phones. If you listen to this, which I know you're not. I mean, you might be because you're on your phone right now. How you doing? But it's just there's no help, and I don't know how. I don't even know if they're going to put up 10 points. I might be a little too generous to the Lions right now. It's, they're just such a bad team. that it's Jared Goff, yeah, it would be nice to beat his team, just like Gasperi Kadno Kanyemi. I can't butcher that name. But he scored against his former team. It's one of those situations, but he just doesn't have the assets around him. I agree 100%. Especially the stage building. <laughs> uh, Eagles at Raiders. Who knows what's going on in Oakland? Oh, Las Vegas, actually. My bad. Las Vegas. Uh, I think they'll win. Still got some questions going on. They started off the season like a house on fire. Simmered down a little bit. The Gruden thing happened. Maybe they get, get back on pace. Try to continue to fight for that second seed in that division. I got the Raiders 28 and the Eagles 16. I got the Raiders 24-17 here. Phillies won three of the last four meetings against Vegas. Maybe something to keep an eye on. I doubt it. I still got the Ravens. Or the Raiders, sorry. And the Eagles. Look. The Eagles are not a good football team. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The Eagles are not bad. They're not good. They're not bad, though. The Raiders, I believe, are a good football team. Oh, yeah. But the, you're giving, I don't think you're giving the Eagles enough credit. The Eagles have had a pretty decent season, considering a lot of people had them just playing terribly this year. If you look at the NFC East, 
That's a joke of a division. Yeah, let's not even look at the NFC East. The Eagles are ranked 18th in offense and 13th in defense. 20 and second in passing. I guarantee you most of the people in the league were predicting them to be in the 20s for both of those. The Eagles aren't exactly a team that well, I'm not saying they're good. On, no, but, uh, no, but they were getting t- crap talked a lot, and I think they're playing a lot better than people were saying they were gonna. But I don't think they're gonna. I still don't think they're gonna win. But I, I think you need to give them a little bit more credit. No, the Raiders don't have a rush. So Jack I mean, Maine. <laughs> Jack Maine. Raiders don't have any rush game. So I mean, if the, if the air defense can hold its own, yeah, it could be a game. But I, I still got the Raiders going on. Now this, this, the Buccaneers. And the Bears. Poor Justin Fields. Poor Justin Fields. You know, the last time Tom Brady lost to a rookie quarterback was Geno Smith on the Jets. Brady, uh, rookie quarterbacks are 5-20 and 20 against Brady all time. And the last one to win was Geno Smith. What world do we live in? What was happening on the Patriots? What, what was going wrong with the Patriots in that game? How did they lose to Geno Smith? I mean, Geno Smith, the legend. Jets legend. <laughs> the Hawks legend, too. <laughs> I got the Buccaneers winning 34-13. Fields is going to get absolutely destroyed by that defense. He barely has time to throw against decent defenses. Now that he's playing a good defense, he's just going to get obliterated back there. Absolutely. Uh, I have 27-16 bucks. The Bears have the worst passing offense in the NFL. Really? The Buccaneers secondary has been a little shaky, uh, but it's been good against the run. So the Bears have a... Seventh best run rush in the in the uh, really in the NFL. do they? Yeah. That's surprising considering Montgomery's injured. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how the passing works out. I don't Weak think it's be interesting at all. I think the the Bucks all line uh, D line is just going to shut them down. Yeah, and Tom Brady, that defense is not going to have an answer for number one Brady, pass yeah. in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, the goat. Sadly, I hate to say it, but he's the goat. Hate to say it. Another snooze. This might be the blowout. Week. Texans at Cardinals. Who scheduled this game? I, what do you, what do you, what do we even say about it? Just besides the score prediction, like Kyler Murray's gonna his short little legs are just gonna run around the Texans. It's the revenge game for uh, DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt. You know they've been on the Texans for a while. They've been suffering in Texas. Another revenge game. I got the uh, Cardinals winning thirty eight to six. Look, the Cardinals are averaging thirty two points per game. They're they're gonna surpass that. They'll put up forty one. <laughs> <laughs> the Texans are just. They had an interesting game against the Pats. Which is surprising, considering the Pats are a pretty decent team. But none of their—they're they're, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no, no other, other way, way around it. it, yeah. They're Brutal. a bad football team. Um, maybe seventh-round pick. <laughs> That's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Cardinals, this is a wash. Yeah, yeah, this is just an easy game. You know, put Kyler in for those first three quarters and blow out. Get all your starters out of there. You don't want anyone getting hurt in a throwaway game like this. Absolutely. Cliff Kingsbury will— not leave his starters in for the entire game. Yeah. No. I mean, they have so many veterans too, like AJ Green, Hopkins, JJ, where those like certain plays just get them injured because of how old they are. So you want to definitely be careful when you get that score up there. Yeah. I, Especially because emotions might ride high and some Texan guy might do something stupid. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Nah, you don't want a stupid fight no. where there's a suspension involved. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, this game, this game, the Colts and Niners, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be 23-19 in the favor of the Niners. But I just think it's going to be a very good You know why it's going to be a good game? Because they're both so bad to the point where they're like they're equal levels of bad. So it's just bad versus bad. And that's why it's good. The Niners have a good defense. Second yeah. in the league. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but then you look at that offense. The injury-riddled offense. 
Kittle's not playing. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's playing. Yikes. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a good quarterback. And I think they're going to... I saw I still think they're going to win now because on the other side, it's Carson Wentz, and he's just brutal. I got 26-20. Carson Wentz is going to get destroyed by that defense, but I still think it's going to be a little bit of a close game. I honestly don't know why I, I, I gave it relatively high scoring, 23-19, when... Both of these defenses are good, and both of these offenses are not good. Um, maybe gonna, it'll be a defensive side of game. Maybe pick six after be, pick six. Pick six scooping scores. Yeah. yeah, there we go. And on our little cheat sheet here, Dante has, in quotes, going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game, ladies and gentlemen. You know what's not going to be a good game? Saints at Seahawks. <sighs> what Jameis Winston's going to come out and throw the ball today? Week one Jameis Winston or week two? Because yeah. that has a two completely different quarterbacks. Better yet, what team is Jameis Winston going to play for? <laughs> is he going to throw it to the Seahawks or the Saints? Well, I mean, if he throws it to Jamal Adams, it's going to be a drop anyway because they're just going to hit him in the face and gro- drop to the ground. And the Seahawks have no offense. We were talking about Geno Smith earlier. He's bad. He's not good. Tyler Lockett's a first three-week kind of player. DK Metcalf's really their only real target. And, I mean, Geno Smith really can't get to him. Like, the reason they lost to the Steelers is because of that fumble, trying to run to the pocket. And T.J. Uh, Watt just got a nice little punch in it and just knocked it right out of his hands. But I still think the Saints are a lot better of a team. And they have a great defense, so I think it's going to be 25-18. Saints do have a great defense. Um, the only... I, I hate these stats that show the team has won four straight against another team. Because it means nothing. Because those four straight games, the, fir- like, exactly. n- the first game could have been like 2007 exactly. or something. That this is the only... One of those stats that I will remotely look at. Even though you've listed this book like 10 times before today. <laughs> Seattle is 11-2 and two on Monday Night Football under Pete Carroll. Primetime game, primetime coaching, still not going to make a difference. What was the record? 11-2. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, all 13 of those games, Russell Wilson was starting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know no. who's not starting? Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a no. wash. I have the Saints here, 24-14. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it'll be a good game, but not a good game, but I think it'll be good for Jameis Winston to maybe prove even further that he's a good quarterback. And let me get something straight here. The Saints defense is too good for Geno Smith to beat. Therefore, that that is why I'm having the Saints in this game. I mean, you got to have a pretty damn bad defense to lose Geno. Geno Smith. And wait, one more thing. We got a lot of similarities, but this week we definitely have more differences in our score predictions. And right now, for our scores for the whole season so far, I might have 20 points. You have 18. You almost came back on me, but you were not able to complete the comeback. Uh, Some of your predictions were wrong towards the end of last week. So that's keeping it interesting, keeping it close. Absolutely. And I I like a close game. I I think this week, uh, there's not many... "Quote unquote good games." No, nah. there's, there's a couple here and there. Chiefs. Tech, there's good uh, games Chiefs against Tigers. bad teams. They're two bad teams playing a good game. Yeah, exactly. So therefore, I think our scores could waver. Oh, 100 percent. A little bit. Moving on to baseball. The Very p- interesting stuff going on in baseball. I'm actually kind of starting to feel my way into the sport. Kind of, I've been I've been googling the series because I'm actually interested in who's winning and like what's going on. It's Ladies crazy, and gentlemen. I, th- I think we might have turned him. Oh, wait. Okay, calm down, because then we got a 182-game regular season that I'll just sleep through. <laughs> the Braves are one win away from the World Series. My team that I pred- <laughs> predicted uh, in the first podcast. Look, let me just say, Game 3, when Bellinger hit that 3 on homer, it seemed like it would be a backbreaker for him. But then they bounced back the following night, took a win, and then last night, Chris Taylor said, hold on, let me hit three homers. Blew the doors off of Atlanta, making yep. it a 3-2 series. Do you think Atlanta's going to win Game 6? 
I think they have a very high possibility of doing it. I think that they have a lot to fight for. Yeah. I think that like Acuna being injured has given them a drive. I think that's going to be a big part of it. I and agree. I'd love to see them win it for him. Yeah, I mean, Jock Peterson having one hell of a series here. Um, but Atlanta with a lead. We know how that turns out in sports. Yeah. You have the Falcons in the Super Bowl. You have Georgia um, against Oh, I remember Alabama. that game. Yikes. And last year, Atlanta was up 3-1, to one and they blew it in the AL. I'm sorry, in the NL. And their basketball team's just not been good for a while. And, you know, of course, Atlanta doesn't have hockey. I want. Remember the Thrashers. Thrashers. <laughs> the Atlanta Thrashers. They had some great players. Brian Little. No, but no, like a genuinely good players. They just cannot piece together. Bufflin, Kovalchuk, Johan Hedberg, Kane, Vander Kane. They had some good players. They can actually not gel together. Yeah. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, Vander Kane. All right, now to the other series, which I think we should just wash. That's just. Get rid of that series. We don't want anyone winning from that series. Just make the uh, Dodgers-Braves game the World Series. Nah, man, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> but Houston striking back, blowing out the Sox. One win away from the World Series. I feel like every time I look at the scores of this game, it's just a blowout. And I'm like, it what's is. going on? It is. Um, like 7-1, 6-0. Yeah, like, what's going on? Blowouts. Uh, in Game 5 of the ALCS, something a little funny happened. We know the cheating history of these two teams, Alex Cora and the Astros. Cheat, cheat, cheat. But there is a light shining on the back wall in Fenway. And everybody immediately thought, somebody's trying to relay signs. As it turns out, it was just a Boston news station filming a video against the garage. And the light was shining through. I thought that was hysterical. That would have been something, though, if they were cheating oh, again. Because, wow. like... You know, like people know you were cheating, like, yeah. why? and it's a little soon to cheat again. Like, yeah, give no. it a few more years before you want to cheat, so yeah. everyone the suspicions die down if, a bit. If Cora or the Astros got caught cheating again, then that would anything actually, happen? Though now is when you need to enforce these punishments. No, you need to enforce it when it first happens. Yeah, but I'm saying now, like, you gave <laughs> uh, them a chance, and now, now that's another done. reason why baseball is just no. You want to talk about because like you don't punishments. See, what about hockey? I mean, come on. Buchanevich suspended two games for headbutting. What are you doing, buddy? Who? Why are you just standing there on the ice and be like, I'm going to headbutt someone? Like, what is going through your mind? It's a lose-lose situation. I never understood headbutting. Yeah. Your head gets hit, too. Yeah. I mean, at least you're hitting your helmet on the guy's nose, but, you know, it's still not going to feel too pleasant. Uh, that being said, let's, let's, let's switch our forces over to the NHL. Oh, finally, something I can actually talk about when, I'm <laughs> know, when I know what I'm talking about. All right, here's an interesting stat. Seattle Kraken Seattle crack, were on a little bit of a uh, Eastern tour, and they played the Devils Flyers back-to-back nights, lost both games. Let's go, Devils. They injured Hughes in the process, so the Kraken are now one of my least favorite teams. But they had a combined, in those two games, the Kraken had 87 penalty minutes in back-to-back losses. What happens if they don't get to 87? Do you think they win those games, maybe? Because that is a lot of time in the box. Bruisers. I... I... It'll be interesting to see how the Kraken play out. It's kind of funny. They're not even a week into their existence, and you hate them. I mean, you don't injure Jack Hughes. Uh, I understand. And you know who injured him? Jeremy Lausanne, ex-Bruin player, who I was furious at last year for passing the puck to Casey Zizekas on the Islanders and went down and scored. So he's already on my, like, I already don't like him. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I just gave my dad PTSD from that. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Kraken are for the rest of the season. Are they going to be a... A physical penalty taking team, or are they just going to be, or is this just a back to back instance with the Flyers and the Devils on the East Coast? Bucci, two games, headbutting, 
dumb. It is funny because with the Rangers, his nickname was literally Captain Happy. And now he's getting suspended for headbutting. Quite the, uh, quite ironic. Interesting stat here talking about the Rangers. When Igor Sesterkin oh, makes 36 go. or more saves, he is 9-0. and He also has the most 40-plus save games since coming into the league. Igor. Go. Vesna. We're one weekend. We're one weekend. This man just said Vesna. One weekend. Yeah, I know we did our predictions a couple weeks, so that's pregame predictions. Now that you see some stature, I'm getting a whole high and mighty on your goalie. You played Montreal. Brutal. 0-5. 0-5. Stars. Not the best team. Nashville. Not a good team. And the Leafs. The Leafs game was impressive. I watched it. I was rooting for the Rangers because I need some fantasy points from Mika. Come on, calm down. Look. I'm not looking at like. A, oh yeah, you want to hear a stat? Jack Hughes is going to win the Selkie because he has 10 takeaways in 26 minutes of ice time. Great stat for that time period. But I don't. You're getting a little ahead of yourself here. Look, the Rangers game last night against Nashville was a great team win. You, just, against they, a terrible team. No, but you just love to see everybody contribute. A lot of people were contributing to that penalty box too. Sammy Blay was in there quite a lot. Oh, Sammy Blay had a great game. Oh, great game though, but you got to stay out of the box. Sammy Blay is the definition of a New York Ranger. One minute, he has a beautiful assist. Next minute, stupid penalty. <laughs> Sammy Blay is a, a good, true That's Ranger. not a good thing, though. You don't want that. No, but he fits into the... So why don't you get that assist, but then not go to the box? You see, that That sounds more enticing, doesn't it's it? It's the Ranger's way. <sighs> and and so. it looks like Lafreniere is starting to, to find his way. Love to see it out of a young gun. Let's talk about something else that means nothing, because it's one week into the season. Buffalo Sabres! Undefeated. Doesn't matter. They do this every year. I'm pretty sure they always start off like a house on fire, and then like next like next podcast, I'm sure they'll have a losing record. <laughs> Quote me now, ladies and gentlemen. They're a bad team, and now Jack Eichel still in the same situation he was last podcast. That was the same situation as the podcast before that one, <laughs> and every other podcast before that one. I, I feel bad for the guy. He needs surgery. Buffalo's not giving it to him. Someone get him out of there. Some teams that have been looking into him, Avalanche. But like that's so much salary going. Sabers don't want to keep that. And then I don't know where you found this, but you think the Devils are interested in giving Nico Heischer away? Put the crack pipe down. That's not <laughs> happening anytime soon. That's Devils are not getting rid of Heischer. It's not going to happen. Every like coaches have said it, management has said it. I don't know. A couple of loose rumors floating around that Nico Heischer would be a uh, the. Peace in that deal. brutal way to spell Heischer too. God, I know, I know he's a, a European, but that's brutal. And uh, another devil I'd mentioned it before, Hughes with that shoulder injury. It is, it is looking like the best case scenario for an injury where it's not going to need surgery, but you still know best case scenario when injured. But it's looking a little positive. Started like a house on fire, playing great. I love to see it. I'm really happy. And you saw pure emotion when he was skating off the ice. There was pure emotion. He dropped an explicitive. He was angry, and that that show that is something you like to see though. Because he wants to be a part of the team. He's happy to be playing, and that's good. What is with these houses on fire? <laughs> <laughs> so, someone's got to call the fire department. Because there's a lot of houses on fire right now. And we talked about Habs 0-5. I don't think it really means anything, considering I don't think they're going to be that good as a team as it is. But, I mean, like it's still the beginning of the season. Just, just like the next stat below at Red Wings 2-1-1. One, one. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. No, I'm sure they'll have a top five pick this year again. That means nothing. You want to talk about on fire, McDavid, Drysaddle. Oh, this is a good on fire. Though. Yeah. <laughs> First three games, they had eight points each. McDavid scored again last night. Oilers are 4-0. Oh. 
McDavid and Drysaddle, we know the tandem that they got going on. And it's actually paying off in the win column. All right. Here we are again. Season's still very long. But this is one of those houses that's going to continue to be continuously be on fire. McDavid is not going to go like three nights without a point. Drysaddle's not going to go four nights without a point. They're going to have a great season. The other key pieces of that team are kind of slowly developing. Is it enough to make the playoffs? Yes, because that division is brutal. Is it enough to make headway in the playoffs? Only time will tell. And I just don't think that they can, but you never know. Duncan Keith might return to prime form. I got a question for you. Oh, boy, here we go. Do you think McDavid will hit the 150-point uh, mark? Yes. This year? Yes. This year. They play the Sharks, Ducks, Kings a lot. And so far, I mean, like, he's played decent teams, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they've played some decent teams yeah. already, and he's already putting up that many numbers. So you play the Sharks, Aiden Hill's their goalie. Who? Backup Coyotes goal like two years ago. It's not going to make a difference. It doesn't make a difference who's in that. That guy skates fast, goes around your whole team. You see him coming down on you, and you're just like, oh, I just might as well step out of the net. So he just puts it in without any, giving any struggle. Like, he's, It's a beautiful player to watch. I say this every podcast, I'm pretty sure, but like, if I could just watch one person play hockey for the rest of my life, it would be Connor McDavid. He's a great player. Imagine having him on the Rangers or Devils. Mm. I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking about the Rangers, and this is a funny story. One of your prospects... Like Tally Kratzov. This is some Ben Simmons move. This is some basketball move. Who does this? What kind of person are you? What kind of athlete are you? Play your sport. Do what your management says. Man up. Yeah, so uh, if you guys didn't hear Kratzov, ninth overall pick in 2018, he wants out He wants out the Rangers organization so badly that he said he'll report to the AHL as long as it's for another organization. And you know what I said to you a few days ago? And I know this is no value. They're not actually going to do this. But you say that, that's disrespectful to the New York Rangers organization. You be like, all right, Buffalo, here's Vitaly Kratzov. Give us a seventh. That's it. Just, just put, put him in Buffalo. If, if Kratzov <laughs> Send them to Buffalo. <laughs> ship it out to uh, Buffalo. <laughs> if Kratzov wasn't such a highly regarded prospect, and he was uh, not a bottom-tier prospect, but just not, uh, not a high-tier prospect, they would do that. For a seventh rounder, and I would love it. I still think they should do it. That would be so funny. That just proves that New York's not playing around. They are an original six team that I destroy most of the time just because of how many cups they have, but that's another conversation for another podcast. But they're an original six team, highest market in New York City, the city of America, and he's going to say that to your team? Put his, put his career in the dirt. Put it in Buffalo. Put him up in that snowy hell. Get rid of him. That is brutal. You do not disrespect a team of that stature like that. And I, I hate the Rangers. And if I'm saying that, no. Nah. I'm shocked that you just said what you just said. I mean, they still have four cups in the oh, original six teams, so <laughs> let's not get them. <laughs> go too many compliments in a row. <laughs> yeah, got to throw something negative in there. Well, let's go to the positive. Defensemen are getting paid. That is not a positive. That couldn't be any more negative. That's brutal. <laughs> Seth Jones is making way too much money. You set the bar way too high. And then, like, the Dougie contract, that's a good contract. McAvoy contract, that's a good contract. Heishkinen contract, that's a good contract. McCarr's going to want one, though, soon. He's going to want big money. And you know who else is going to want big money? Adam Fox. Yeah, he's going to want big money. Big, big money. And especially because that, that Norris might be the worst thing that could have happened to the Rangers, though. Because that means he knows. He yeah. knows he's good. He knows oh. he wants big money. And then there's... And I mean, like, no it's not a bad... Obviously, it's not a bad thing because you have a good defenseman. But, like, a little early in his career, it's going to want maybe flash some money. I think he'll get $9 million for around eight years. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. That's scary. That's scary. It's high, but... Eight years. That's scary. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, look, Zibanejad... Ugh. He's going to be here for a while. I think they're going to lock up Fox. And uh, another defenseman here, John Klingberg. Oh, he looked like my science teacher in high school. Like, spitting image. Like, you put him next to each other, you would not be able to tell the difference. He's going to get get paid, though. Adam Fox is only 23 years old. That's why the eight years scares me. That's why I think the eight years won't. That's why I don't think it's going to scare me. Oh, that's why it scares me. You lock him up for his prime. What if he doesn't hit his... What if this is his prime? What if there's no more ceiling? That might be too big of a contract for that, like, ceiling. The best defenseman in the league ceiling? Yeah, I'll take that. He won the Norris last year. And a fluky season. A shorter season. If he, It's a shorter season, though. We yeah. don't know what could have happened in those... What was it, like, 38 games that could have been, were missed, like, somewhere around there? And I'm not saying, like, I'm not, he definitely deserved it from last year. But in a real NHL season, who knows what could have happened. Tampa Bay probably would have had so many more points. Victor Hedman would have had more chances to play because he was in contention and he had a terrible season. Yeah. So if he had more games to put up those points, eh. I, I, Again, I it's one of those things where we yeah. can't go back and change it. We don't know it was a what if. I definitely agree with you, but if this is his ceiling, I think that's too big of a contract. I, I see why you're a little weary about that. And they have other players they need to pay that's going to yeah, want big money. Exactly. But, I mean, in the first week or so, he's... He's looking like he did last year. It's not like he's... Oh, no, it's not... Oh, he, oh my God, he had a great interception against Nashville. Interception. Well, he intercepted yeah. the pass against Nashville, skated the puck up, gave it to Sammy Blay, Sammy Blay with the toe and then passed right to Lafreniere, and he scored. And, I mean, if Lafreniere missed that net, that net was yawning open, I would have... I would be ripping you. Oh, boy. All right. Let's move over to our college section. A little shorter. In the football world, Purdue beats Iowa. Pretty big game. I was not what Alabama is, but still a high seed. Second seed. Yeah, but it's th- it's no Alabama. There's still a second seed. But it's no Alabama. Well, now Alabama's going to be uh, fourth. Yeah, they'll be back there in like two weeks. Cincinnati's up there. I love Cincinnati football, college-wise. But I think the, the most anticipated game in definitely all of college sports, and I say that with 100% confidence. I hope this is one I think you're going to say. Quinnipiac, North Dakota. Uh, yeah, okay. No one besides Quinnipiac and North Dakota people are looking <laughs> into this game. I say that. I'm a, obviously, this is Quinnipiac. You don't watch college hockey unless you're into college hockey like that. Yes, but I mean, two top ten teams. Yeah. First game with fans in the seats in 20 months. And uh, we will be those fans. Absolutely. Wouldn't if we find parking. <laughs> Wouldn't miss it to build a stage. What? Uh, <laughs> Jack, man, if you're, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> and wait, oh, you forgot to mention, though, Quinnipiac last week beat Vermont 2-zip uh, with goals from Wyatt. Uh, bon gonna, Giovanni. Yeah, him too. <laughs> and Michael Lombardi. And they take on North Dakota tonight and tomorrow. Hopefully we'll be at both of those games, and we'll give a reporting about that. Hopefully. No, oh, we're going to be at both of those games. Definitely tomorrow. And definitely. Night's a little wavy. But... It's going to be interesting. This is a great team. They're a North Dakota. It's a great hockey school. Great hockey school. There's six in the country right now. And you know what we are? Seventh. And that's one number away. And if we win this game, that's a big jump up. That's a big, 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 big jump up. Man, I don't know if I should Bobcat be hockey. <laughs> I don't know if I should be saying this on the Quinnipiac station. Give me your predictions of, of these two nights. Oh. <laughs> okay, looks like we're on the same page. Like, uh, Quinnipiac, yeah. But, 
You're not. No, we're not known for hockey. That's, I mean, no, that, that's that, our no, sport. That's actually all we're known for. No, but that's our sport. But you don't. I, I don't think of Quinnipiac, and I don't think of hockey. I actually think of the academics. That's the only thing I think of. That's. I think. Well, of you're hockey. not here for the academics, are you? <laughs> I, think of, I think of hockey and mowing the lawn. <laughs> oh, we love our fresh cut grass up here in Quinnipiac. But you think of North Dakota. You think of one thing. They're like 20 feet away from Canada, and you know what Canada's known for? Hockey, eh? They talk like Canadians up there. They play like Canadians up there. They're a great hockey school. I think I, I can... Okay, it's like the Bengals-Ravens game. I could see a world where Quinnipiac wins. Is it likely? Maybe not. But I want Quinnipiac to win. I'm a Bobcat. We're a Bobcat. We're Bobcats. Yes. I, I would never... Never bet against my own school. We can't bet we're underage. I don't bet. I don't bet. <laughs> Do I look like? I don't bet to begin with. Um, however, I, I do think North Dakota will win tonight, and Quinnipiac will end up tying tomorrow night. Oh, boo-hoo. Ties a loss in hockey. I agree, but I, I just don't see Quinnipiac winning. And I mean, and, if and if they do, oh, boy, oh, next boy. Friday is going to be a doozy. Next Friday. Well, I mean, we can't have a podcast on any. Oh, no, no, next Friday's podcast. I'm saying around the campus tonight or tomorrow. If they win, oh boy. Can't wait to see everyone running around. That'll be very interesting. I hope Quinnipiac can pull it out. I think they have the players to do it. They're going to need very high performances from their high-performance guys. And I think definitely the home crowd, us in the stands, the other students, sold out a stadium. I think that's really going to need to help push that force, make it loud, make it scary for the other team. Yeah, I I think if if Quinnipiac, if, if by some miracle Quinnipiac does win both these games, there is one reason. And that's because the fans. I mean, yeah. give them a nice bobcat welcome. Tonight is sold out. Sold out. Sold out. I, that's insane. Ah, that is insane. You know, there was a uh, game there Wednesday night. Ah, being on that ice, we were on that ice for intramural hockey. Nowhere near the level, obviously. But just being on that ice, I cannot imagine that place just being sold out and just surrounded by all those people yeah. screaming at you. They don't want you to win. No one's coming over here from North Dakota to watch hockey, besides maybe like mom and dad. But you know. Couple scouts, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple scouts, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll see some. Duh. Maybe we'll see Tom Fitzgerald <laughs> trying to draft some Quinnipiac Bobcat players. But that's that's the thing. Do you know in the NHL you're going to have some of your fans there? I, I haven't been to a college hockey game, but I can't imagine too many people are coming over from no. North Dakota. I can't imagine that. And I'll let you guys know next Friday. Yeah. Um. Quote from Rand Pecknold. Student section is going to be electric. The fans going to be electric. The arena is going to be electric. We're going to be electric. We're absolutely. How are you going to scream? You're not even going to have a voice. Ah. Hey, you don't have a voice now. Well, yeah. What's the loss? That'll be fun. It'll be very fun. Yeah. I can't wait. I honestly, like, this, like, obviously coming here, I want to further my academic career. I want to get into a job eventually. But, like, Popcat hockey, that is exciting. I've been waiting for this. I didn't, we didn't know if, like, we'd be able to like, get, like, tickets because, like, Dante texted me at, like, 10 o'clock. Get on the app. We got to buy some. We got to get some tickets. Come on. Evan, hurry up. Come on. I'll do it for you. Just give me your password. You're going crazy. We got the tickets in the end. But this is what people live for sometimes. And I've been waiting for this for so long. I've watched their games online last year when I knew I was coming here. I was getting very excited for it. And now that's here. It's here. Tonight. I've, I've been to a couple of Quinnipiac games. How were they? Who'd they play? Wait, who'd they play first? They played Brown and lost. Uh, they lost to Brown? They lost to Brown. We have no hope here. tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't even know Brown had a hockey team until five seconds ago, because all I know about Brown is that they're a pass or fail school, and they're a great school. They, uh, it was a playoff game, too. Oh. They lost to Brown. Um, I did see a, a shootout win, I believe, a couple years back when I was first touring the school. And then, you know, last year, watching them online. Yeah, it was crazy. 
They made the playoffs. We lost to Minnesota, but a little cheapy way to get into the playoffs. But they made it. Hey, hey, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. How many college playoffs have you been in? Considering I'm a freshman in college, we haven't played Division One sports here. Well, we'll be in the intramural <laughs> championship soon. Still not defeated. Captain Charlie Wendell with a hell of a block shot. Yeah, what day. a game. Uh, we had a great game intramural-wise. Had some fun. You know, the club team came down and played against us. Some kids. Oh, wait. Oh, I'll break that up real quick. It reminded me of the preseason when I was talking about people celebrating like they just won the cup on their goals. We had some club players coming down playing intramural hockey celebrating like they just sniped D1. Calm down, buddy. Imagine. Imagine if they're listening to this. <laughs> ah, they're definitely not because they're probably celebrating, but, you know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. And I think that I w- maybe we'll post something. Because we do have an Instagram now, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, too. Soon. And soon to be a TikTok. Be sure to follow Left Bench Media, where we will keep you guys updated with everything sports-related. Especially these two Quinnipiac games. Going to be absolutely electric. I just got a notification on my phone, actually, about some NHL news. So we'll hop to that real quick. Sidney Crosby has no target date for a return from his wrist surgery. Wow. That could be big for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That could be big. And that's concerning because Sidney Crosby is their best player. And Malkin's still out, I believe. So that's also going to be pretty big. What do you think about that? I actually heard the exact opposite this morning. I heard that Crosby was like eyeing a date sometime this week. And now he's. This was posted Wednesday, 223, October 22nd. Today is October 22nd. It's not Wednesday. It's Friday. Oh, that's oh, and that's a reporter. His abbreviate his abbreviation okay. name is W E W E D. I'm like Wednesday. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, no, it was it's today. Like, apparently, October 22nd. Changes, yeah. Um. So maybe something changed. Maybe something went wrong. That's not it's good. not good for Penguins fans. That's not good. But I'm a Devils fan. You're a Rangers fan. We don't like the Penguins. I just got a breaking news in the NFL. No way. Miami. No. Closer to a destroyer. Oh my god! Oh my god! If they, oh, we were talking about that earlier in the week. That if like something happened during our podcast, that would be crazy. That'd be yeah. absurd. Now the, the okay, Reggie. <laughs> the only the only news is that they're getting closer. I don't know when it's. When do you think the timetable for this trade is actually going to happen? I think it's going to be after Sunday. Uh, it's going to be before the deadline, obviously, because I don't yeah. think they want to wait till this season, right? Because then other teams would be more interested in them. Which I'm surprised they're not. Like, I'm surprised the Steelers aren't trying to do something. But I guess you don't want to go from one here's, bad person to another bad person at quarterback. Here's the thing. Off I, the field-wise. I think the, the, reasoning, <laughs> the reasoning why teams aren't exactly interested is because this criminal record, you don't know what's going to happen here. There, there might be jail time involved. Yeah, but, I mean, the Steelers should be used to that. <laughs> so, like, why not just take another gamble? Like, why, what are you going to lose? What are they going to lose? A game? Like, they're already losing. All right, now time for our favorite segment of the show, This Day in Sports History. Pretty recent. We weren't alive, but still recent compared to some of these other ones. Ninth year is 1997, and it is the coldest World Series game. Marlins versus Cleveland, 38 degrees. Burr. That's cold. Definitely. What do you think this game was? (laughs) I can tell you it was not in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely in Cleveland. Cold, snowy Cleveland. I don't, I don't know. I would not want to play that game. No. You catching that ball, like a line drive, like just coming right to you, that's going to hurt. I can, being a pitcher, like it, weather is definitely a tough. I mean, you see now in the, in the majors, people are using pine tar, all that, just to get a better grip on the ball. Imagine it being 
38 degrees. Yeah, instead of pine tar, you might want a hot glass of hot cocoa <laughs> next to you on the mound. Put your hands on it to warm them up. Well, the Rays will, the Rays will be eating popcorn either way. So yeah, I, okay. was, I still love that. But yeah, they're eating popcorn now watching the game. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have time for. Thank you so much for watching. From Dante Esposito. And Evan Deck. We will see you guys next week. Have Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats.